Where's the music? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to everyone who knows the 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 ritual. You're not supposed to speak until the music's finished, until I speak. But I'll give you a, a pass because I like you, you know, because I like you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to uh, Black Office Podcast Media, also known as BPM. Today's special guest is Epiphany Jordan. And she's going to Hi. bless Thank you us. Thank so much for having me. Yeah, it's um, a uh, pleasure. And she's going to tell us, wow, she's going to uh, give us a lesson on the human touch. I've also got my uh, lovely Julia Reed with me, my wife. I thought it would be special to have her join us today. Um, before we start, I just want to tell Epiphany. Um, me, I'm from England, as you probably can you know, judge from my accent. I, could, I couldn't have guessed. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but I'm, I come from a Jamaican family. Now, okay. understanding that, we are very um, touchy, maybe not as much as the Arabic or the, uh, or the Italians, but we're very uh, touchy family. But that, well, I noticed that that was when we was kind of, actually, no, in my family, it wasn't so much the case, but I've developed into a very touchy person. So that's why when I read your um, introduction, I was like, wow, I've got to get around. I've got to get around because I firmly believe that there's not enough touch in the world so yeah. if you'd like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do sure um again thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show my name is epiphany jordan i live in austin texas and i am on a mission in the world to redesign human touch i feel like our current paradigm of equating touch with sex doesn't work for a lot of us mm -hmm. um, and it's led us to uh, both not enough touch and too much unwanted touch and um I, I was I was super excited that your wife was here too because um, you know we you know you, you think about that if this is something that where we equate touch with sex that it's something where it's really problematic for single people because then if they're not in a relationship that they don't necessarily get their touch needs met but I've actually found that it's something that um, can affect people who are married as well um, there's mm -hmm. a lot of touch starved married people out there and. Um, you know, during the past year with um, the um, pandemic, pandemic uh, you know, touch was one of the things that um, we we really lost. And I think a lot of people were like, oh, wow, okay, that's something that's really missing from my from our lives. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that as we're coming out of the pandemic now, I think this is the perfect opportunity to be having more conversations about this and figure out if um, it's something that we want to look at or do a little bit differently moving forward yeah um i can definitely agree with that i think one of the hardest things for me because like if you see me in my daily life i'm going around hugging everybody touching everybody as soon as they said okay one meter 50 centimeters it was like you can't touch anybody and i was like oh no and then you gotta like my my how do you say my um julia visiting carter i forgot my um, business card is my smile. You know, that's how I introduce myself with this big smile. And then I had to put these masks on and I was like, oh no. So now no one sees my smile and no one feels my, my, my touch, you know? So it was very difficult for me to, to adjust to this whole pandemic the last year. Do you want to add anything to that? To be honest, I couldn't hear you properly. You were a bit like a robot. I was a, oh no. Okay, that's probably reception. What I was basically saying, did you hear me epiphany at all? No, you were, you were like going really slow. <laughs> so, so say it again. So basically what I was saying was um, the last year has been really difficult for me because, you know, first they set in the, whole social distancing concept where you basically wasn't allowed to touch anybody and that's how I am in my daily life I touch everybody I hug them you know I let them know I'm there you know I let them know that I, I care about them and obviously when they took that away it was like wow how am I gonna 
uh, get into contact with people. You know, you, you talk to people, but, you know, you try and look into people's eyes. But to me, I also feel like looking into people's eyes and touching them is the two most important things to do when you're um, making contact with anybody or communicating. So that was yeah. what was really difficult for me um, in this whole last year or so. Mm. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Okay, so um, many people are feeling disconnected, lonely, overwhelmed, and isolated. How can touch address this? Okay. I mean, if you think about it, it's it's actual physical connection, and it is the place where you know. I, I mean, with I I mean, if you if you think about just starting out our lives as infants, I mean, there are so many studies that have been done talking about. Uh, the fact that, you know, infants and babies won't thrive without touch through the first couple of years of life. I mean, it sets them up for so many good things. You know, it helps you regulate your emotions. It helps you form connections that, um, you know, it keeps, it, it helps with growth. I mean, they give uh, infants that are premature in the hospital. I mean, there are groups of people who go and like cuddle premature babies and it helps their organs mm -hmm. develop and they gain weight and all this stuff. So, I mean, that's really the place where we first learn that we're loved and nurtured and cared for, you know, is when we're being held in our parents' arms, you know, or um, our family. And, um, you know, I think that our bodies don't ever forget that. And mm -hmm. so it's, you know, it's a, it's the way that can um, really make people feel connected and seen um, in, in a very brief period of time. I mean, you know, it, it can be something even as um, simple as like, you know, a touch on the shoulder yeah. or something. There was, there was a study done about, um a librarian where they were checking out books and like a few of the people they touched on their hand as they were doing and then others of them they didn't and the people who had their hands touched came away feeling better mm. from the encounter so yeah. yeah i mean it's it's something that's that's very powerful you don't you don't need a, a lot of it um but you know, it can it can really help you feel like you exist and that the person who's mm -hmm. touching you cares for you. If it's if it's touch that you want. If it's yeah. unwanted touch, that's a different topic altogether, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Julie, do you want to add anything? I, I'm actually curious. Oh, go ahead. I would like to um well, you know, I'm not I'm not a huge hugger. Let's put it like this. Um, and I wonder, I come from a family where hugging really isn't a big thing. Like the occasional kiss on the cheek when we say hello and goodbye. But, you know, um, I wonder if it's also a characteristic, a character trait, basically, or is it really just down to how, how I then experienced childhood, for example? It's a great question. Um, I think there's there's a ton of different factors, um, which is part of the reason, you know, it's like, oh, this seems really simple, but it's very complicated. A lot of it is your upbringing. It can be cultural, you know, like you were saying, mm -hmm. um, the Jamaicans touch not as much as Italians, but then not even as much as people in Britain or the United States. Um, it can have to do with your gender. It can be a religious thing it can be you know situational like um like if your boss asks you for a hug you know they may think oh i just you know i'm just a really affectionate person i want to hug everybody but for their employee it might feel very different um you know that they're like mm, i don't necessarily want to hug but it's the boss so mm -hmm. that, you know i don't feel like i can say no um, you know, it can be location like you may not, you might hug your coworkers if you were out having a drink, but you wouldn't necessarily hug them at the office. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, I mean, there's, um, it could be different, you know, like um, you're married and, you know, if it was somebody that you felt like it was a, a man who had a crush on you, like you might not want them to touch you because you don't want them to get the idea that, mm -hmm. you know, that it's a, that you're have feelings for them or what have you. So, I mean, it's, there, there's a lot of different factors and, you know, and then let's add on top of all of that, that, you know, I mean, it can change from moment to moment and person to person and thing to thing you know it's like when somebody says no it could be not right now not with you mm -hmm. not that thing you know so it's like it's um it's it's it can be really deceptive and, mm -hmm. and really hard and you know it really takes stopping for both people and kind of leaning into you know is is this something that we want mm -hmm. yeah it's um one of those things where like I've always been kind of the hugging thing. Actually, I don't know if I actually taught you, Julia, the longer prolonged hug, where we'd hug for like two minutes or something, or three minutes. Because mm. I always thought that's like what I realized when I'm hugging somebody, they always tap on the shoulder, and that indicates that okay, I've had enough. But if you can push them past <laughs> that and say, yeah, I always push people past that. I'm like, look, we're not stopping hugging yet. I know you've had enough because you touched me, and they don't actually know that they're they're doing this because they're like, no, no, I still want to hug. But they'll say it's just. Um, they get nervous you know when you're hugging somebody a bit longer they get nervous yeah. it's like you know even you get nervous it's like oh okay you know <laughs> and and I always push people like back past that and I say look let's hug a little bit longer and then you're going to feel a bit more relaxed when you do that so uh, I don't know if I did I teach you that Julia or did the thing is, I mean, we've experienced people who hug longer and then we yeah. developed the idea of the 20 second hug which is like a we should hug for at least 20 seconds, like once a day or something. Yeah. Um, but now that you're saying that, I'm thinking, okay, it could be that you're helping somebody get over this feeling of uncomfort somehow. But how do you know if that's not overstepping boundaries? Trying to get, like, get somebody to go to a certain point. I think, um, shall, shall I take this one or do you want to take it, Epiphany? Oh, no, I want it. you I want you to I want you to talk about it because that it's you know you've I, I mean I have my feelings about it but I'm I'm curious you know because as I've been sitting here listening um, to you talk you're what I would describe as a touch enthusiast which is yeah. wonderful I mean y'all give like amazing amazing hugs but then a lot of times yeah you don't necessarily recognize people's boundaries so I'm curious like what your experiences of pushing people past that have been. <laughs> Okay, so when it, it depends on who the person is. If I know it's if I've got a good repertoire with somebody already, I will I will tell because I, I only uh -huh. have people who I know I, I know they like me. I will never hug somebody who, longer than maybe the customary five se seconds if I know they we don't have a good repertoire. You know we're not too known or familiar uh -huh. with each other. Um, but anyone I know longer, they're gonna get the hug for about a minute, and that's it because I want people to know that I care. You know. But so uh -huh. <laughs> it's funny saying that. Um, how I pushed them past it? Yeah, I think that's it. Basically, I wait until I've known them longer and I've figured the person out, and they're not gonna like obviously put an harassment claim against me. And if it's a woman, <laughs> but even men too, I hug men as well. I hug them longer because I'm like with men especially. I think you said this in one of your podcasts that I was listening to. Men are not comfortable with other men hugging them because we're automatically gay or you know we're not right. men. We're not strong. Mm -hmm. um so I, I hug men too a little bit longer um i think that's a good way to start actually is to hug men first and then hug women because it's easy to hug a woman because you're thinking she's i'm slightly attracted to her but do it to a man when you're not like homosexual or something mm -hmm. and then you start to learn a little bit more about yourself and people so mm -hmm. that's how that's how i get past the boundaries so yeah, I mean, what, is, what I mean, are, do, after a certain point, do people go, wow, does that feels really good? And thank you for pushing me past that? Or do they feel like they're tensing up? Or do they do they like it? Do they hate it? Does it depend on the person? Do, do like when somebody sees you coming with outstretched arms, they're like, they're like, I'm getting away from him. Or, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> they duck on the like, <laughs> like, quick, he's coming. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, it's um, actually the case of the woman at work. And the thing is, we, li we live in Germany. So in Germany, I can I think if you know a little bit about Germans, okay. they're very, you know, stay away from me. That's German people. That's their mm. 
culture. Yeah. They don't want you to come too close. My uh, sorry. Yeah. So um, there's a no, there's keep a, going. There's a woman at work, and uh, the thing is, what what was with me is I I tend to I don't know if it's because I'm a I, I don't know I'm I don't know I don't know how to put it in a nice way, but sometimes you feel <laughs> sympathy for somebody, and there's, these people I go and give them more of my attention because I feel like they're the ones who are going to be you know looked upon as like oh, I don't like that person because maybe they're a little bit overweight or you know whatever so mm-hmm. I, I, I try and give them my confidence first and more of it so they can realize ah oh, I can talk to this guy and that actually genuinely works like I don't get people ducking and diving out the way most people see me and they're like oh, thank you you're <laughs> there thank you you're yeah. there man because uh, you make my day you give me a hug and you show me that i'm there and i think that's what it is i think people are missing the attention yeah it's a, it's a yeah. big problem in our society i love that i i love that people feel safe with you and yeah. um it you know and there's pro- there's actually probably a lot of people that you're hugging who they may they may never get that other yeah. than from you yeah so yeah. that's that's lovely i mean you know as as long as people you know as long as you're like okay you know this person actually wants a hug then i say go for it <laughs> well i haven't, I haven't I, had any I um, try... sorry i haven't, you haven't had, had any, any um, complaints no not yet not yet so i'm, I'm awesome. good for now actually i have a question for y'all um so julia if you grew up in like not a very touchy-feely family um mm-hmm. has that been an issue in your marriage that you know one of you wants more touch than the other has there been an adjustment or you've you've been able to lean into it and go oh okay yeah this is actually really great Mm. it's really interesting you're asking that because i would say i'm going through phases um Mm -hmm. i do realize that i like it i like to be touchy and i would say Mostly I'm, I'm a touchy person, like I pass my kids and put the hand on the shoulder or something like this. Um, when it comes to hugging and kissing, I realize sometimes I really have to be reminded by him. So he's mostly the one saying, hey, d- dude, hello, <laughs> I'm here. You know, what's what's up? Why don't you hug me? Just or, um, And I seem to, it feels like I forget it. It feels like it's not on my priority list because my whole system doesn't scream for a hug. Like it's sometimes I'm really like, wait, wait, let's hug. (laughs) And then it's fine. And I like it. I enjoy it. But it doesn't seem to always come naturally. I have to remind myself. Mm -hmm. And I realized, you know, I'm working with with moms. I'm a coach for moms and their relationships. Oh, wow. Actually, this yeah. morning I spoke to um, one of my clients and she and her husband tried to hug and kiss her and she pushed him away and she basically said, I don't have time for this. Yeah. And um, and I realized that's a big thing. And I, I could fall into this too. And yeah. luckily I have a husband who's always letting me know that this is not the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, that's... Um the the book that i wrote was um for specifically for single people but um, my next book i want to write is about non-sexual touch for couples because Mm -hmm. you know you're the woman that you were talking to this morning i mean i I don't know exactly the situation but you know she was probably saying i don't have time for this because when her husband started hugging and kissing her she was like oh he wants to have sex and i don't have time for that and so that's you know that's actually a perfect illustration of how this issue affects couples in relationships as well. I mean, there's there's lots of couples out there where, you know, that they end up not touching because te- touch becomes so fraught because, you know, every time, because they think, you know, oh, he or she is touching me, they want to have sex. And so, you know, they push them away and then it becomes where they're not having sex and they're not hugging and kissing. And, and it's hard, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. I speak to women, they go to bed early and they say, and I I would lie if I wouldn't have done that. You know, the classic, go to bed early and say, I'm too tired. Or yeah. I just, oh, all of a sudden I fell asleep with the kids. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so what would you tell 
what would you tell a woman when she's telling you basically, yeah, he came and he wanted to, and I didn't want to, like, it's a boundary thing. I understand it. It's her, it's her damn right to say, I don't want to touch you now, but how, how do we unlearn this connection between touch and, and thinking that it has to be sexual? Yeah, I think um, that's a great question. I think that um, it's something that people need to have conversations about. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's about how you frame it, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, if you touch means something different to every person. And so if you can sit down at a time when that's not even happening, you know, like you're, you're sitting and just having a conversation and it's like, look, you know, the reason that I don't want you to hug or kiss me is because I think that you're gonna that you're doing it because you want to have sex with me and you know can we set up something where we have an agreement that it's like you know I we're just hugging you know or we're mm -hmm. just kissing you know that it's just a way of feeling closer and connected and that it doesn't necessarily mean that you know we're going to have sex and and ironically like a lot of times if you do that then it gets you in the mood i mean like my yeah. um my ex and i used to do a thing where um you know if we'd had a really stressful day like one or the other of us would just lie on the bed and we'd just do like really light touch you know and it was just so relaxing and then after 10 minutes we're like okay now we can have sex you know, <laughs> it had actually put us in the mood but you know it was mm -hmm. it was a nice way to transition and relax and calm us down um and you know that's the thing it's like when when we think of touch as just something sexual it's like then we don't have touch for relaxation we don't have it for comfort we don't have it for support um, we don't have it for grieving you know and these are all times when physical connection is really good i mean um one of the things that I think about and I talk about a lot is that um, we need to start thinking about touch and, and analyzing it from a standpoint of physiological health because there's so many health benefits to human touch and the um, the a hormone that's produced with it, oxytocin, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. it's like the list of health benefits is is just like you're like wow i want all of these things in a pill you know and but it's mm -hmm. like you don't have to take a pill you can just you know get them through it's touch like, you know mm -hmm. of course it's more complicated than that but um yeah i mean um you know if we can start thinking about it as something that's important for health and wellness then we can um approach it differently mm -hmm. and use it differently so okay so what would you tell somebody who doesn't like being touched then? So is this somebody who de definitely doesn't like to be touched and doesn't want to be touched or somebody who doesn't like to be touched, but they want to change it? Um, I, for the first, I mean, I'm like, I think that's, I think that's great that people know themselves well and they know what they want and need. Um, and it's a matter of learning how to set your boundaries. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not I'm not here to convince anybody that they you know that they need more touch in their life or that they should want it. Um, you know that it's a very individual choice. Um, and that I think I think the main thing, the most important thing with that, is for people to get comfortable with setting boundaries. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of, I mean, like I've, I've belonged to different groups and communities where people are very touchy feely and, you know, the people who, oh, come on, it's just a hug or you're a prude or whatever. And it's like, if you're like, nope, those are my boundaries and I don't care what you think and I feel very comfortable with setting them, then I think it makes it easier, you know, and to be able to be like, no. And when somebody asks you again, you just no, you know, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I, you know, the, you, you kind of, like, I, I think it's important to kind of have a repertoire of either body language or things that you say that make it clear to people, you know, because a lot of times you'll say no, and people will be like, well, but why? And, you know, they want you to explain so that they're, they can like, look for a, a spot to, you know, get past your defenses. Mm -hmm. And so, 
um, you know, the more the more um, clear and confident a person is in that setting of boundaries, I think the the easier it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it's really interesting. You mentioned a couple of times now the that people talk about hugging or talk about touching. Like, is it okay? <laughs> It's so weird, like, why would a boss, I mean, I understand it, okay, a boss wants to have the approval, is it okay that we hug, for example, but it is very difficult, on the one hand, it's, it sounds like it's so easy to just ask and you get an answer, but it uh -huh. doesn't seem to work like that, because there's too many components um, around the whole situation, and you, yeah, like you said, you need to, I never thought about that, you need to make sure just like i need to learn that's some that's the opposite i need to learn to show people that i'm open for hugs whenever somebody comes approaches me who i like and hugs me i'm always really happy but um th there's other people who would probably hug others but i don't seem to be too welcoming for a hug i don't know how <laughs> to I, I wouldn't know how to be like yeah go on i can i don't know I'll teach you five very simple words. All would, right. Would you like a hug? Oh. And then you stop. You, you know, you don't say anything like that might actually be a really good one for you. I'll say show, you know, because it's like, you know, you don't you don't you don't always know, especially if it's somebody that you're that you're just meeting or it, it is a, you know, a strange situation. I mean, and especially now, like as we open up and go back into the world you know it's gonna be really important i was um i was emailing with um a friend of my mother's the other day who's she's probably in her 80s and she was telling me she's comfortable with hugging people and i i kind of asked her why and she's like well you know i don't know if i'm you know she's like if you're hugging someone you know usually your faces are pointed mm -hmm. in the opposite direction you know where your head, head's over a person's shoulder and then you know your head's over their shoulder so you're not breathing on each other but you know she's like i don't know if they've been breathing and you know they have you know, like respiratory droplets on their clothes and, you know, that's rubbing on my chest or something. And, you know, and I was, you know, I mean, you can't, I, I, you can't like tell people what, um, you know, how phobic they should or shouldn't be around it, you know, because all of us are going to feel very different. And I think it's going to be hard for people going back into this, after being apart for a year you know for some people it'll be really easy like for you you're gonna just be like oh yeah i can hug people again this is <laughs> i've missed it so much you know but other people are going to be like i don't know i'm i'm i still don't feel safe i don't feel comfortable with it so i think it's going to be really important to to just ask and you know it's like we we make it a lot harder than it has to be, you know, and that, you know, just asking somebody, would you like a hug? Mm -hmm. And then stopping and being quiet, you know, because a lot of times people, people don't even, they're like, whoa, somebody's like asking me for my consent, you know, that's never happened. And, you know, it's like a lot, you know, I mean, so many of us, I think, spend so much time in our heads and not in our bodies, you know, that it's like, it, it takes a minute to figure out, you know, you're like, huh, do, do I want to hug, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? Um, you know, so like giving people space to answer and space to to say yes or no, you know, and then I mean, it, it is complicated because some people will say will say yes when they mean no, because they, they mm -hmm. think that they have to say yes, that they're obligated for some reasons. So it, it is complicated. And, and I think probably kind of the bottom line is just to realize that everybody has different comfort levels and needs around it and it's going to be something different for every person you know and if it's somebody i mean like i have i have lots of friends that you know if you have like a long-term established relationship you know it's like you can go to give them a hug but you know if it's somebody that maybe i've only met once or twice i'm i'm probably going to ask them you know and and especially right now i mean like i met a friend's new girlfriend the other night and I was just like okay you know I've had one vaccine shot you've had one vaccine shot um you know your friend here your, your new boyfriend here has been in my pod for the past year but you know are, are you okay do you want a hug you know and and she did but you know not everybody feels that way 
mm. you know, and yeah. some people, some people won't feel that way for a while. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Um, I just wanted to quickly say, uh, one of the ways I do it, well, the way I judge it is like I hug because I'm a hugger. I go around hugging people. I look at the faces of other people when I'm hugging certain people and I can see that that there's a little bit of a yearning for it. They want to hug too. Yeah. So I'm like, I know you feel like you missed out. Come here, give me a hug and I'll give them a hug too. And, it, you know, and, and that's how I end up um, going around to everybody. And actually, I think I'm on, I'm on a hugging basis with pretty much everybody I know. Everybody. There is nobody who gets away with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. See, now you make me want to like fly to Germany and get a hug from you. I mean, seriously. You're welcome. I mean... You're welcome. <laughs> we could just uh, yeah. hug for like 30 minutes or something. Well, just, yeah, well, past we'll us, like, like yeah. We just met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I guess, I guess this is a question for, for the people on the other side of things. So in the past year, we've had a lot, well, we've been hearing a lot of uh, like sexual assaults and stuff. Uh, do we have too much assault? Like, too much touch in, for some people. Some people will look at it inside, oh, we've got too much touch. You know, mm. already I was touched by this guy wrong or, you know, from a guy or a girl or a kid. Yeah. Uh, why would we want more? Well, there's a, there's a difference between unwanted touch and wanted touch. Unwanted touch makes a person tense up and, and feel bad. And, um, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good to us. You know, it's not, um, I mean, I, I call, I generalize nurturing human touch, which mm -hmm. implies that it's something that is caregiving and that it's sweet and it's soft and it's tender and it's designed to make you feel cared for and make you feel good. And, um, you know, most non-consensual touch is not, is not nurturing. You know, mm -hmm. it's um, a lot of times it's about power, you know, who has power over whom. Mm -hmm. um, and um you know it's because i think because there's so much unwanted touch you know it's 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 made a lot of people really afraid of it i mean i i hear a lot of men saying well you know i i can't touch anybody now yeah. um you know because i um you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know how, you know, I, I don't want to get arrested or what have you. And, um, you know, so it's a matter of kind of coming back and, you know, it's like, it's like first the pendulum swing, you know, really far this way and now it's this way. And so it's like going to be about coming back to a center spot. And, um, you know, it's just something that we don't really, think about talk about cultivate and you know it's 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 kind of a different thing you know I, I, we're talking about what we've been talking about here is very different from unwanted touch you yeah. know they're they're not the same thing mm. Mm -hmm. so how is uh your nurturing human touch different from a massage so there's a few different ways um yeah, because everybody's like, oh, that's like getting a massage. Mm. And um, the first thing is that, you know, massage is kind of designed more to um, work on the muscles and the body structure underneath. It's something that needs to be done by a professional. I mean, you know, you can get a decent shoulder rub, but um, it's not, you know, it's it's something that you, you kind of need to know about anatomy and, you know, to really know what you're doing. Um, or you can really damage people. Um, so the touch that I'm talking about is like, is very, very light. I mean, you know, sometimes it can be a little bit firmer, but it's not really like, you know, it's, it's designed to work on the skin and not on the muscles underneath. Um, and the biggest thing is that for most people, massage is a luxury, you know, it's like mm. getting a, I love professional massages, but they're not cheap. Yeah. That's um, true. And, um, you know, this is something that can be done by anybody, anywhere. And, you know, if you're doing it with somebody that you know, it's absolutely free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also like, it can be, it can be enjoyed by people of all ages, you know, um, it can be enjoyed by people, you know, in any level of fitness, um, you know, like if you're, if you're disabled or you know all these all these different things you know if you're if you're elderly i mean 
any anybody you know young old you know massages more i mean you know obviously you can get a massage if you're elderly but you know it might not be as easy to get up on the table or yeah. you know that kind of stuff so it's yeah. it's a lot simpler keep it gentle judy you want to add anything well let's just have a question so it sounds a bit like you um you would say it makes sense to follow a plan or something you know mm -hmm. the way you do it or it should be this or that or it's about the skin so how exactly does it work because i thought now you're just talking about like rubbing i don't know touching but yeah um so i mean like there's different you know i i mean the thing is it's like we you know we don't even know you know it's like when when you talk about nurturing human touch i mean the thing that most people probably think about is is hugging you know and it's like mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of different things that can be done i mean like holding somebody is you know i mean again that goes back to being an infant and it it feels really you know it's like our bodies are like oh yeah i i, I know this feeling this is what it feels like when somebody's taking care of me but um you know so there's you know there are different there are different types of touch you know it's like and and it's something that you, d you don't really know until you play around with it and uh, you could be like oh it feels really good to have my arms scratched but you know when you like go like this you know and just like do it with very mm -hmm. light little fingertips like that tickles or something you know and you know or it might feel good to have a hand here but you know it doesn't necessarily feel good to be scratched you know or like mm -hmm. you know your head feels good to be scratched, but you know, your hair, you know, whatever. So it's something where you kind of have to develop a vocabulary. And um, I haven't, we haven't talked much about um, the book that I wrote, which was Somebody Hold Me, The Single Person's Guide to Nurturing to Human Touch. And it basically has like a series of exercises. Mm -hmm. So you can try out all these different things around touch. And, um, you know, it starts where you're just like, people are just touching each other's hands. And, you know, it's like, people are like, wow, that's really profound. That felt really good. <laughs> I had no idea. I'm just like touching a person's hand. What the heck? You mm -hmm. know? Um, and so it kind of allows you to go through and try out all these different things, you know, trying different types of touch and, you know, you know, like, oh, you know, I, I didn't, I, I liked having my he heads, my scalp scratched, but, you know, the foot massage that just felt weird or, yeah. um, you know, if, you know, when somebody touches me on my side, on my ribs, you know, that's, you know, my, like my brothers used to tickle me a lot when I was a kid. So like, don't ever touch me there again. So, you know, it's a matter of kind of playing around and figuring out what feels good to both people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's different for everybody. You know, there's, it's yeah. not a one size fits all. It's um, really funny you're saying that because okay so i'm not a hugger um, i will never forget when wayne started saying okay um why why do you always touch me like this why can't you try like he came up with certain ways of how he would like to be touched and and i was like huh <laughs> you're <laughs> like wait what well, that's, I can, I can that's, that. that's, inc that's incredible that you have that that vocabulary i mean people most people are like they have no idea well, you know. the thing is, I really had no idea, and I still <laughs> would say I don't have an idea. Like, like I say, it doesn't come naturally. But then, like he did it to me, and what I thought was so interesting was, I remember saying to him, "I don't even feel a difference." Mm. So, is that what happens when you don't touch a lot with other people, or when you, that that your skin gets a different just, um, just feel dies. to it? <laughs> yeah, skin it dies. Die. I mean, I could, I could see that. Um, I actually, I, I don't really feel like I know enough about the neurology of that to, to talk mm -hmm. about that effectively. But I mean, just in general, I mean, think about it. It's like so many of us just spend all of our time in our heads. I mean, I'm, I'm totally guilty of that. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm like thinking, thinking, thinking all day, you know, so it's like it, it takes time to be able to like slow down and relax and understand what it feels like in your body. Like last year 
I was doing somatic therapy, which is all about, you know, when you, when you have a, something going on and it's like, you know, where in your body do you feel the emotions? And I'm just like, I don't know that, you know, that thing, I have no idea what you're talking about, you know, and it, and it, and it took time to be able to go, you know, and, and now I can do that. You know, it's like, if I'm like yesterday, I got really upset about something. I thought I missed a deadline for something. And, you know, it was like, I was able to like kind of slow down and go, oh, you know, that I feel that in my solar plexus, you know, it, it's mm. that, you know, that feeling of being nervous or something. So, you know, I, I think it's a, a matter of, you know, having to, you know, just kind of getting used to it and tuning into it. But yeah. I mean, like our skin, we have, um, we have nerve, nerve endings that are specifically designed to register touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple of, there's a couple of different ones. I can't remember. Um, there's, there's, there's one type of touch that's about, I can't remember the name of it right now. God damn it. Um, but it's, it's, you know, is something rough or smooth or mm-hmm. hot or cold. And then the other touch is called affective touch, which is like, um, it's designed to convey emotions. Like, you know, this person's touching me and they're like, you know, they're scared or they're trying to soothe me and calm me down. And it's like, you know, our, our, our skin is designed for that, mm-hmm. but it does, it takes, it takes some time to, to kind of figure out. I mean, y'all might play around with it a little bit more and, you know, and after 10 minutes or something, you may be like, oh, okay, that actually does feel different. And now I can mm-hmm. feel the changes, but it does, it, it's, it's hard to tune into our bodies and, and know what we're, what they're feeling. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually remember now um, doing this podcast, obviously, I remember having a hug from a guy. Uh, his name was Toby. He was very alternative, you know, singing around a campfire. And he hugged me in such a way, I almost, I lost my knees. My knees just fell away. He just, he like, he hugged me and he put his hand behind the back of my head. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yo, <laughs> I lost consciousness. You know, that, but, I mean, uh, that's how your mom would hold you when you were a baby. Think, you know, I think so. Like they, yeah, mm-hmm. so I can I can see like how the, that would feel really familiar. Yeah, it was like the first time probably in years because, like, like although we are very touchy, I was saying earlier, like Jamaican family, my family wasn't really that touchy, but for some reason that just came through on me. I think it's something I missed. I think I was compensating. That's why I'm like this now. I'm compensating for something that I didn't get much when I was a kid, and it's not really my mom's fault. I come from a family of seven seven siblings so she can't wow. be hugging us all you know it's like <laughs> and some of them are more demanding you know as you know with a big family some children more demanding because i'm a middle child i've got that complex where i'm like okay i gotta be independent no one likes me here i gotta find my own way you know so right it was uh the second thing i wanted to say i love getting my feet tickled and unfortunately i got a yeah a better half who doesn't like feet <laughs> can you help but put some, put some sense into it please i need my feet tickled <laughs> I mean, I think you have to. I I think you have to respect that boundary that, that your wife has. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm not giving you a free pass. But that being said, if it's something that you really really like, I mean, you could always ask your wife. Hey, you know, do you mind if okay. I ask a friend to tickle my feet? To tickle my feet. Yeah. <laughs> Is it okay? I, I need to record this. Can I get some? friends oh no wait you wounded i mean you can't spring it on her like this this is like a long- <laughs> oh it's a long okay, okay okay yeah i mean that's you know it's 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 about negotiation and you know that actually i mean the thing about this kind of stuff is that you know having these having these conversations with people in your life around touch it's like that process of negotiation and you know figuring out what everybody wants i mean that spills over into other areas of your life mm-hmm. you know i mean it can spill over into you know relationships with friends or um you know co-workers or bosses or parents you know your kids it's like you get to set boundaries with them and mm-hmm. you get to practice doing it so it's a it's a good skill set to have for sure i actually have a question now uh, two now that you mentioned kids um well two things first of all i think i had the classic mother syndrome um I was always, I never had issues hugging my kids. And I think I know that 
probably I would have liked to be hugged a bit more when I was young, so I'm giving it to them now. Um, but I do feel like, and you mentioned oxygen. Uh, oxytocin. Yeah, that's the one. So I always had the feeling, okay, especially when the kids were uh, like the ones who are still really young and they just want to live on me. Uh -huh. I have enough of this, you know, so it's really like, <laughs> okay, the kids can be filled, but then I leave my husband out and he's like, he's clearly saying that he would like to be hugged more, for example. Yeah. Um, do you think that's like, can there ever be enough hugging or is it, could it be something else when I then say, you know, I'm okay with the kids, but I don't want to hug you. Is that another issue then? Well, wait, I think what you're talking is about is it's called being touched out and it's a really common thing mm -hmm. for mothers. And if you, if you, if you think about, so it's, it's not that it's not necessarily that, you know, that you only want to touch your kids, but that the way that your kids are touching you is in a way that it's like they're taking from you. It's like, gimme, gimme, gimme. And mm -hmm. so there's, there's a difference between giving, giving touch and receiving touch. And this is also something that's, I think, a really good uh, delineation for couples to make, you know, especially in a situation like this where you have new kids. Um, and so, you know, like you might have been more receptive to, to hugging your husband if, if you had been like, okay, well, you know, the kids have all day can you just like you know give me some touch and kind of fill me up I mean um, mm -hmm. I had a hands-on business for several years here in Austin and one of the groups who just absolutely loved what we were doing was new mothers and I described it as we were kind of refilling their nurturing banks you know it was like they spent all day long mm -hmm. getting um, giving touch and and you know so when they would come to us and they would be receiving you know, and it was like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to reciprocate. You just lay there and let us touch you and kind of love you up and oh. fill you back up again. I know, right? You're like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. That sounds really and, good. And they, yeah. okay. and, and they would like, you know, at the, at the end of it, they would just be like, oh my God, now I'm ready to like go back and take care of my kids because, you know, I've, I've, you know, you, you know, it was, it, so it's like, if you think about it, like a bank account, it's like, you have like this bank account for touch and nurturing. And when you have young babies, it's like the balance goes into the negative, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you need to have somebody make a deposit into your nurturing bank to refill mm -hmm. it up, you know, so that you have it for yourself, you have it more for your kids, you have it for your partner. Um, so yeah, I mean, that might be something we're trying. Oh, no. That might actually be something that you can uh, um, tell some of your moms that you're coaching, as mm. well. you know, ask, you know, when they're like, I don't want my husband to touch me, you can be like, well, ask your husband to like, touch you without like expecting anything mm. in return, you know, you know, just can, you know, can you just like put your hands on my shoulders for a few minutes or, you know, run your hand mm -hmm. along my arm or something and, and don't, ex you know, and make clear, you know, this is not like, you know, I, I need this right now. And then we can talk about what happens <laughs> afterwards yeah. or we can, or you can take turns with it, you know, where it's like, mm -hmm. where, okay, you're going to lie there. I'm going to lie here and, you know, you're just going to touch me for five minutes and then we're going to switch off and mm -hmm. you're just going to lay there and I'm going to touch you for five minutes. You know, Wayne's all like, Oh my God, yeah, I want that I so that. much. So, um, <laughs> you know, so it's like, if you can, if you can make it, really clear you know because a lot of times it's fuzzy you know it's like you know like your client was saying this morning you know oh I don't have time for hugging and kissing because it's like you know maybe her husband was just hug hugging and kissing her to be affectionate and maybe her husband was hu hugging and kissing her because they wanted sex you know and mm -hmm. it's like mm. you know it wasn't it wasn't clear and so you know it I, I think a lot of times people don't want to have these conversations because they feel very unromantic you know it's like we're all supposed to be mind readers mm -hmm. around this but mm -hmm. at the same time it's like doing you know being able to have these conversations, make it so that people get what they want and you don't end up in a situation where you're pushing the other person away and they're like, I don't even know why 
why why that happened mm. you know? i think it's really really important that you mentioned that because you your book is about singles right yeah and um i really do see a lot of couples like they don't touch they don't talk <laughs> so right. they don't touch and they don't talk about what they need um and it seems to be so normalized in society that couples just right don't like each other anymore at some point. I don't know what that is about, but um, that seems to be happening a lot and they don't seem to be able to talk. And now you're saying that and that it's important to talk about it. So please yeah. write this book. And get it out yeah, there. I would actually, um, I, I don't know if you want to, one of the, one of the reasons that I haven't um, really gotten going on it yet is because I want to interview more people. I want to mm. interview the person in a, I, I, who are, I want to interview people who are in a couple and they're the person who wants more touch, but they, you know, maybe push their partner away because I want to kind of find out their thought process and, you know, find out what they want to know. I mean, I have all these ideas about it, but at mm. the same time, um, I, I want to know what 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 they need out of a book like this so um mm -hmm. if you have if you have people that um are interested in being interviewed that would be fantastic mm -hmm. i would i would love to i can get there that would be great <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 awesome really really interesting topic yeah okay yeah. so uh, how did you come to write the, a book about platonic touch hmm so um I had the hands-on touch business in Austin and um, I'd been doing it for about three or four years and um, I broke up with my partner of five years and I knew from the work that I had been doing that if um, I wasn't in a romantic relationship that I wasn't going to you know, that I would be on for to, to get touch, you know, my, my relationship had been, we had a great sex life and it had been very touch centric, you know, we were always hugging and snuggling and kissing and, you know, holding hands and all that. And I, I was like, okay, well, if I'm not in a relationship, then I'm not going to have that. And um, so I decided to write the book also um, from you know, kind of similar with massage, the hands-on work that we were doing was not not inexpensive. And I knew that there were a lot of people who needed access to this, but, you know, couldn't afford to come and see us or, you know, they were geographically um, unable to or what have you. And I wanted to give people a less expensive option to get more touch into their lives. And um, also to kind of recast um, touch as a social activity instead of a sexual activity. Like the exercises in the book are actually designed to be done in a group setting, you know, because it's like we, that's the thing, you know, it's like we think if one person is touching another person that it's going to be about sex. And so if there's four people there, then all of a sudden you're like a bunch of little kids, like, you know, goofing off and giggling and, <laughs> you know, ha having fun and you're, it's, it's playful and it's innocent. And, you know, it's, you know, you're probably not going, oh, okay, well, there's four of us here and we're touching each other. Well, hey, it's about to turn into an orgy. No, it's not, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, because it, it just, you know, it feels awkward and, you know, it's, it's a different dimension. It changes the, the, the social dynamics a lot. Okay. So, yeah. So, so we're in a romantic relationship. Why should someone like us read your book? Because, um, you know, you, or, you know, you may have mismatched touch drives. Um, and also because we, you know, it's like, even if we're in a romantic relationship, you know, it's like, we still have to navigate this topic out in the world, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, mm -hmm. we, we still need to, you know, be able to communicate with each other and observe, you know, learn how to look at, um, you know, reading body language or, you know, watching how people interact. Um, and also because, you know, there's lots of, there's lots of things in there about navigating boundaries, you know, learning how to mm -hmm. ask for what you want, learning how to say yes or no, you know, it's like so many people are just like, wait, I can say no to that. 
you know, it's like, wow, that's a, that's a revelation. You know, I mean, so much of the time, nobody asks us what we want or need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there's there, and I mean, you know, it's like, we all, we all have to navigate this on a daily basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are the biggest takeaways you want people to get from your book? I think the biggest one is to realize that, you know, that everybody thinks about touch differently, that it means something different to every person. um, And that it's a very, it's a very individual thing that, um, you know, we all have to kind of figure out for ourselves what it is that we want or need. Um, And I really want people to start thinking about this as something that's good for your physical health, you know, to, to be able to reframe touch as something that's a wellness practice, you know, that you don't, I mean, you know, it's like exercise, you know, joining a gym costs money. It, you know, costs money to eat healthy. It costs money for supplements, you know, costs money for classes or sports equipment, um, you know, for physical therapy, all these, all these different things, you know, it's like expensive. And it's like, this is a very, very inexpensive way to, you know, contribute to your overall health, you know, your mental health. Um, And that it's something that people may want more of in their lives and to realize that um, you know, it's, that it's an option. Oh, the other thing is that if you do decide that you want more touch in your life, you're going to end up having to get out of your comfort zone in some way, shape or form, you know, it's (laughs) like, because if you keep doing things the way that you've been doing it, you know, or you, you wouldn't be questioning if it wasn't working to begin with. So, yeah. So something, something about me, I go to Thailand, well, I try and go to Thailand every year because I, I know we talked about Thai massages and stuff, or massages being expensive. But once you go to Thailand, oh my Thailand, god, those are so painful. Well, it depends what you like. Thai massage you know. does not feel good. I mean, it's it's amazing. I have I have a friend who's a Thai massage therapist, and I'm just like, dude, you're destroying me. But afterwards, I'm like, okay, that was really great. But yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. The thing is, I like my Thai massages quite rough. You know, um, I I just I, I embrace myself in touch. And I think getting a Thai massage, like I'll literally go to Thailand and have three massages every day, two hours each, so six hours just being massaged all day. And people are uh-huh. looking at me like, is that why you go to Thailand? There's so much things to do in Thailand. I'm like, I just so want to go there and pay $15 for free massages <laughs> and I'm good. I'm good. That's that's the pleasure I need. I should get Julia, of course, a course so she can learn to massage so I can get it for free. That would be more productive, actually. But, you know, you stay out. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything to add to there? Um, a thousand questions, but um, yeah, that would just explode now. Part so. two, yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, I'm going to give you the floor. Please tell us your or where we can find you. Your um, hot, hot mail, your Facebook, your YouTube, your website. Sure. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah, um, pretty much uh, uh, most of my, well, let's see, not most of my stuff. Um, my website is www.nurturinghumantouch.com. You can find links on there for um, a bunch of podcasts um, and videos and things like that as well. Um, you can also find links there for the book. It's available on, um, you know, there's links that go to, uh, that let you buy it you know, that send you to the e-retailer of choice, but um, it's available in print and um, an ebook and also an audiobook. Um, so that's easy to get. And um, let's see, boy, on Twitter, my account's under Karuna Sessions. On um, Instagram, it's uh, somebody underscore hold underscore me i write stuff on there all the time um there's also uh, there's facebook pages for somebody hold me in for karuna sessions and um yeah you can um and uh you know if you have questions feel free to drop me a line and i'll see if i can point you in the direction of resources that you might be interested in yeah we definitely get you one actually just before we go 
How did you yeah. get name? How did you get the name Epiphany? It's kind of like Greek. Uh, no, it it picked me out. Oh really? I, uh, yeah, I wanted it's 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 my legal name, but it's not my given name. I I decided I wanted a new nickname, and I was like, you know, it's probably something that I'm just gonna hear it, and I'm gonna be like, oh my god, that's it. And sure enough, like a year later, somebody said the word epiphany, and I was like, that's, that's it. it. Awesome. For about for about 15 years, I kind of had a um, dual identity. You know, my my doctor and my bank called me one thing, and you know, my friends called me another thing, and then. Yeah. Um, few years ago before i wrote the book i got a legal name change so okay yeah all right good. good then thanks for joining us hopefully we get you on again in the future yeah thank you so much for having thank me you. it was really wonderful chatting with both of you and um yeah keep me posted and yeah. let me know when the episode posts yeah um <laughs> like in the next 20 minutes <laughs> great very good, um, very good we'll be in touch if we can get you some people to help you write your book as well that'd be great i would love that thank you so much i'm, okay. I'm really awesome. wanting to interview people and especially people from you know i i mean my my perspective is very americanized and mm. i know that it's not the same for everybody in the world so no yeah, definitely not great. Awesome. okay then good night and see you later thank good you bye-bye Bye. Bye. Thank you.